to A Daddy Life London. Um, please excuse the mess behind me, I'm in the middle of nap time and I don't have time to tidy up today, so um, you're going to see the house in a mess. <laughs> so um, thanks for joining again. Um, today, as I said on the last one, I wanted to talk about being a gay dad and our decision to adopt and kind of what that's meant, uh, what our fears and concerns were. A lot of people asked me about saying they didn't think they could be um, a gay adopter, which I, I'd like to hope most people now know you absolutely can. Uh, that changed a long time ago. Um, you know, it did used to be that you had to be single and you could be in a couple, but you were assessed as an individual. It's not the case anymore. Um, hasn't, like I say, hasn't been for a long time. Um, but there are obviously still concerns about being a gay person adopting or a LGBT person adopting. I say gay just because that's what I am, so forgive me that I, I may not say LGBT all the time, I say gay just because it's easier for me um, as I'm going through this video. Um, so yeah, so fears I think were, you know, how would people react in public once we had a child? What would our social services team think about it? What prejudice would we have, you know, even in training would people when we were in the training, the other adopters or prospective adopters, how would they feel about um, having a gay couple in the group and what that looked like? Um, going on holiday, you know, where, where can we take our child? Where can't we take our child? What parts of the country in the UK could we take them to? Um, how will people react when we check into hotels, when we're at airports, when we're shopping, when we're having lunch? I mean, you know, all those things. I like to think I'm quite a self-assured, self-loving um, individual, but actually we've all got our insecurities and being gay, you do, as you get older, hopefully, depending on your life journey and your experience, learn to become much more accepting of who you are, feel less shame about who you are, but there's no doubt that that, that kind of shame that was built into you as a child about being gay and you know that you shouldn't be, always sticks in the back of your mind and it's a lot easier in public to not deal with that when there isn't another little human being involved. You know, as a couple, we will be very careful about where we're affectionate, where we make it obvious that we're a couple or that we're not a couple. Um, that's probably more me than it is my, my other half, who used to get quite frustrated with me about not being um, publicly affectionate, but I think it's come to accept that's just part of who I am. You know, I've had some issues in the past about that and I've come across prejudice and um, homophobic abuse for it. So I, I get very nervous about that sort of thing. Um, but once you add a child into the mix, I think it becomes a lot more difficult because as much as people, you know, probably a lot of people look and think, oh, that's just a dad and his mate, or it's a, a dad and his, you know, maybe his family member or something like that. When you're with a child, you you know, you're, and it's your child, you, you obviously behave slightly differently towards that child than a non-parent would, I think. And I think that can be quite obvious, you know, whether it's because you're having to control your child because they're having a tantrum or just because you're being affectionate or whatever it is. So I think it's a lot more obvious. Where we live, luckily, we're in a, you know, it's a really diverse area. Um, lots of gay couples around here with kids, actually. So, which we found out kind of as we've gone through the process. So that's been really really helpful. It's one of the reasons we decided this is the sort of area we wanted to live in. But not all parts of London are like this and certainly not all parts of the UK are like that. Um, generally when we're out around here I don't perceive or feel any level of discomfort 
actually in most parts of London. We've been around on holiday in the UK. We went to um, Cornwall, we went to Shropshire, we've been to the Isle of Wight. And generally, actually, I don't feel like we've had any issues. Definitely had some looks, but nothing of consequence, nothing that made me feel dramatically uncomfortable. If actually most of the time I'm so focused on our son that I kind of don't really bother myself about what's going on around me. Um, interestingly, I found with professional services more, there's assumptions made when you're talking to people. And I'll give you an example. So if I was booking a holiday over the phone when it was just myself for a mile and a half, there was never an assumption about whether that was my husband, my wife, it was, and who's the other person traveling. There've been two instances since we've had um, our son where one I had to open a bank account and the other one I was booking a holiday. Um, my partner wasn't with me, um, and actually neither was my, our son on either of those occasions. And both times I was asked what my wife's name was because they knew, obviously, that I had a son as part of the transaction I was doing with them. And I corrected them. I said, actually, it's husband and his name is. And one of them was super apologetic, like said, I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have made an assumption. You know, they, they, they really kind of handled it quite well. The other one just kind of shrugged it off and asked me what his name was, which I thought was a bit like, you know, okay, you know, we're used to dealing with those things, but it's interesting that once you put a child into the mix, there's definitely an assumption that, you know, to birth child through uh, as a straight couple. Um, uh, that doesn't bother me because nothing, nothing about that is prejudice, it's just stereotype. Um, it would be nice for it not to be an assumption, but you know, the world we're living is changing slowly and there's not, you know, there's more and more gay parents out there, but not as many as straight parents and there never will be. So, you know, that, that assumption may still live. But it's just interesting that that dynamic has switched really quickly between where it's just you and an individual. They don't make an assumption because they know they shouldn't. But as soon as there's a child there, they do. Um, however, when you're in public together, no one obviously comments on it. Actually, we've had a couple of things. We were in Manchester um, and a lady came up to us and said, oh, I just wanted to say what a beautiful family you've got. And that just made me, you know, I was, uh, she'd automatically assumed we were gay parents fine, no problem, and she felt like she wanted to come and say, what a beautiful family. And the same happened in um, Cornwall, actually. Another lady talked to us for quite a while about how pleased she was that, you know, gay couples now had all the same rights and all this sort of thing. And so that's all very nice. Um, so actually, we've had some really positive experiences. I think when a child's involved, most people know that you're doing things, you know, no one wants to raise a child badly. You're always doing things for the right reason. They'll often assume they've been adopted, therefore they come from the care system. So, you know, what a great thing you're doing, all this sort of thing. Um, even though to us, you know, having him is the greatest thing. Um, we'd much prefer he hadn't had to go through what he'd had to go through. But at the same time, we're very pleased to be, you know, responsible for him and looking after him. Um, so yeah, I, I think what I would say, if you're put off because you're worried, just most people don't care these days. You always have to be vigilant, but as a gay person, you'll already be vigilant. You'll already be risk assessing where you're going, thinking about what you're saying and who you're in front of. And whether or not you consciously or unconsciously do it, you do it. We always risk assess what's going on. And I think you just, that, that sense or capability just becomes enhanced once you have a child, because obviously you want to protect your child as much as possible. But at the same time, if something does happen, it's an opportunity for you to show your child how well you handle conflict. Because as much as you never want your child to have to go through conflict or 
see conflict. It's actually a really important part of their development to see conflict and how people resolve conflict, because that's how they will learn how to resolve conflict in the future. So your response is important and you, need to, you definitely need to have a bit of think about that. And it will be different in different situations if it comes up. Luckily thus far, we've not had an issue where it's been a need for us to kind of do anything. In fact, I've had more issues when I've been talking to people about the fact we're adopting this gay couple with work colleagues and not issues that were gay, but just stupid comments like, well, if you have a boy, how are you going to make sure someone takes him to football? Like that's going to be an automatic assumption because he's a boy, he's going to like football. And I find things like that really funny when people talk to me because of course, if he likes football, we will make sure that he gets to do all those things. And even if it's not us taking him somewhere, we might find somebody, one of our friends that likes football, who I'm sure would be more than happy to take him when he was old enough. But the assumption that that's the biggest thing we have to worry about, I just think is, is it's almost laughable. So it doesn't actually bother me. It just kind of makes it says more about who those individuals are than it does say about us, I think. Um, I suppose the bigger concerns, you know, we're travellers. My other half particularly likes to go to, I don't want to say obscure places because nowhere's obscure, but he likes to go to the more interesting places and less probably westernised. And that's something that we're going to have to really think about as we get older because we want him to have those sorts of experience. We want him to grow up with a diverse range of experiences of different types of trips and holidays. But at the same time, we don't want to put ourselves or him at risk. Um, so it's things like when you're traveling abroad, as an example, if we go to Australia, you know, we don't, ideally we don't want to travel through a Muslim country, you know, sorry to say it, but we don't want to do that because we know that the Muslim countries that you have to travel through, it's illegal to be gay, let alone have a child and be gay. But, well, you know, you put, you put things in place, you become practical. That is part of what it is. And you can't sit there resenting the world for it all the time. So one of you goes through passport control with the child. Uh, it's simple, separate yourselves. Don't draw attention to it, make it easy. You shouldn't have to, but you know, sometimes you've got to do these things. So I think there are simple things you can do. If you were in that country, it's a different measure. Again, as a gay couple, you can often go to these Muslim countries and not be overtly obvious and still get to explore the culture and the society. With a child, that's very difficult. And I think you have to think a little bit more about that before you do it. Um, recommendations. Instagram, Twitter, social media community is brilliant for where did you go? What was your experience? And sometimes you, people are breaking ground on this, but they'll talk to you about what was good, where not to go, where to go. Um, I've had a lot of really helpful advice from people. And I think travel was always our biggest concern more than anything else. Um, but yeah, so I would say if you are an LGBT person considering having children, whether it's through adoption, surrogacy, co-parenting, whatever it is, it's absolutely worthwhile. Um, and I would, you just think about things like you would for yourself anyway, it's just in a different way. Um, I'm really happy to be a parent. I've always wanted to be a parent. I've known I've always wanted to be a parent and as much as my own insecurities and worry about prejudice was out there, it was completely overridden by wanting to look after a child and raise a child that was instinctively in me, whether I'm gay or straight, I wanted to be a parent, I want to raise children. I think that's part of, that's part of my DNA and what I wanted. So I was always gonna do it. I'm just pleased that we're now able to do it in a more accepting world, albeit you still have to be careful depending on where you are, um, including parts of London. So um, yeah, outside of that, I think, you know, just speak to friends, talk to your family, talk it through with your social worker, 
often your social worker won't necessarily have experience, but they can put you in touch with other gay adopters, which what happened for us. And that was just really useful because you start to realise it's more about getting the child and looking after them than it is anything else. So you can start to put those fears and concerns aside. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for watching, straight listening. Um, speak to you next time. Thank you.